Welcome, welcome. Welcome, fabulous women, to the new Fabu show. I am tuned in, tapped in, turned on to who I really am. I am your host, the fabulous Doris Birch, founder of the Fab Factor. I am here to awaken feminine leaders to their Fab Factor, the woman who is who's always known she is different, called for more, not going to live the normal life, and is going to do what it takes, no matter what it takes, until it takes to create that, all while becoming highly visible so she can make a global impact to fully step into the who she is being called to, fully tapping into the power of the feminine. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, author. I love the bling bling, thinking more fabulously bigger and doing it differently where we disrupt the status quo for women. We are rewriting the rules and we are doing it being fabulous, of course, without sacrificing our femininity, spirituality, our personal fulfillment. The biggest question is, who are you actually? At your core, who are you? What did you do? See, many women are hiding. They are not willing to make the choice to let their old selves die. They are quitting on themselves. But to create that vibrational space to step into their new fab you next level frequency in order to begin showing up in every area of their lives, in order to find the woman you wish to become, a choice needs to be made. Ready to say yes to your soul and become the next level new fab you now? It's going to take some inner determination and strength. But let me tell you and allow me to be crystal clear here. It takes a lot of courage to release the old and step into your next level fabulousness of truth. When you can get real about who you are and say unapologetically, here is who I am. I think this way. I feel this way. I vibrate this way. And I live on this sort of frequency and I show up this way. It is critical to do so if you are truly committed to having a life fully by design and having it all and on your terms. In order to shift the old, become the real you, and finally break the pattern once and for all. Why? Well, simply, there are still too few women who are giving themselves unapologetic permission to have a seat at the I want it all table. And there are Fewer women who truly own and command their space. You make choices out of guilt or shame or blame. You compromise, you settle, you sacrifice, you continue to sabotage or destroy. This affects everything. Is it any wonder that you don't really let yourself dream that dream anymore? Never mind, act on it. How do I know all of this? Well, because I've lived it. It's the reason I think this must change and it must change now. Today's wave of spiritual women owning it is unique and one of a kind. So what new fab you is all about is letting go of the old, the distorted, the shadow you, who you thought you had to be. To new fab you, to the new fab you who is fully unleashed in what she says, how she shows up, how she does business, how she does life. She knows what works for her. She backs herself unapologetically. She does it. Why? It is who she is and what she was born for. She did not come here for normal. 
So let me ask you, if you've had enough of just playing and you're ready to actually play life, what's meant to be. Make the decision to say goodbye to the old. It's time to stop trying to create a new you around the same old people. Stop trying to create a new you around the same old thinking. Stop trying to create a a new you around the same old habits and stop trying to create a new you around the same old departure place. You just got to say yes. Well, you don't gotta, but you do if you want to change. To be who you really are meant to be, then say yes. Yes to you, yes to your soul, yes to being accountable, yes to the up level. And as I said earlier, it takes immense courage to be the real you. So enough, enough with hiding your light, enough with being less than, enough with trying to fit in, do it right, enough with saying you're different, but not showing it. It's time to give yourself unapologetic permission to be new fab you. The age of the invisible woman is over. Today, my guest is Shirley Zaccio. So let's bring her on. Hello, Miss Doris. Hello, Shirley. How are you? I am so excited, equally fabulous, pumped up after that. Who wouldn't be? That's awesome. I am so glad you were here. So here's the deal, Shirley. Uh, Let me take a deep breath. So my new fab you moment came when I surrendered. I let go of the last remaining bits of worrying about what people thought of me or if I was making sense or whether they wanted to hear what I really wanted to say. And I went all in on me. And the thing is, when you dig beneath your fears and uncertainties, you do know you are worthy. So what moment came for you to step into your new fab you next level? That's so interesting that you put it that way because that's why you and improved was it created. It was when was your moment to be you and improved. So I always know we're on the same plane. And it really came to me after my son was um, born. He's 18 now. So I want to say 18 years ago. And I've had my business for 17 years. You know, I was done being the um, ponytail mom, the dance mom. I mean, I wasn't done, but it was, I was the soccer mom, the dance mom, the baseball mom, the fencing mom. I mean, I could go on. There was a lot of sports in between four children and events. And, you know, even though I didn't leave the house, not dressed, but there were those moments where it wasn't about me. It was always about being the wife, being the employee, being the mom. And when was it my turn? And it was, I was 33 and I said, it's my turn. And I realized that when I took that time to say it was really my turn, then I could also give that back to my children and show them what, you know, walking out the door, representing themselves and the family unit was all about as well. Because, you know, it's like, oh, you're so-and-so's child or you're so-and-so's family relation and, and walking in that and just walking in my space. It was my turn to let my light shine. And, and I remember it distinctly. You know, I think that's really powerful because you and and I love that you're um, the name of your company, because I think for women, it is a huge thing to break away from the labels that you are given. Once you step into the wife space, you're somebody's wife. Oh, she's so-and-so's wife. Or once you become the mom, then it's like, you're so-and-so's mom. And it's like, I 
actually, the funny thing is, I, I'm like sort of trying to be somewhat of a rebel in that because I was like, I have my own identity and all this. And I remember one time some one of my son's friends called me Mrs. Um, Birch. And I was like, who are they talking to? I know, I know. I, and we lose ourselves on so many levels. And even culturally, you know, we had a multicultural family, we have a multi-religious family. And so at one point, I literally was addressed, and mind you, it was a, an addressment of, of respect, but they would call me the mom of, the mom of Anissa, the mom of my children's names. And so it was like, well, wait a second, home, you know, it's like they didn't even know my name, but they didn't need to because I was the mom of. And it was all in respect. Again, don't get me wrong, but it was just like, hold up. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm right here, you know. So it was it was a stripping of the identity, but it was out of respect. So I understood it, but you you really tap that, and and like I said, it was it was my turn to to rise above that and to shine and to pull it out and to and to give it back to my children. Yeah, because you know that is the whole piece that you know when I'm like you have to get remove yourself and let go of that distorted shadow version of yourself because that's the shadow. When we're the mom and the wife and the aunt and the sister and the daughter, those are shadow pieces of us. But when we really can let the woman, Shirley, the woman, Doris, out into the world, that is a beautiful thing, yes, to show our children. Um, first and foremost, because they didn't realize we do have lives and we do have dreams and desires. Um, but it's that permission slip. I always say that we do give other women the permission to be like, ah, that's available for me. And I think that's the most beautiful thing we can do because that's the big part of the ripple effect that goes out into the world because we said yes to ourselves um, and then to do our work in the world. And so um, you work primarily around um, the well, let me rephrase it. People would think that your work is mostly about exterior. Correct. But it's not. it really is not. No. We'll talk about that. So as an image consultant, and if anyone's really wanting to understand that, I um it's your what to wear. You know, it's it's how to present yourself in your best light at that best moment. Um, you know, I always tell people it's not about vanity. It's not about waiting to lose that 10 pounds because girl, you know, we all want to lose that. You know, we all want to say that that's our goal, but really honing in on who you are and it could be who you are as a mom. That's fantastic. It can be who you are as an entrepreneur. Wonderful. Or that corporate warrior. Okay, great. But who are you representing is it you? Is it the company? But walking in your, like I like to say, best seven second image. And it and I stripped the vanity portion away from it because I specialize in color analysis. So I bring the power of color energy into your life. And it's powerful. We're tied to color so deeply. Um, the colors we choose surround ourselves and, our, and it affects us more than we think. As a society, we associate colors with so many different things. Um, the colors have meaning beyond simple visual stimulation. And even some studies suggest that we feel colors more than we see them. So when you bring that energy, and we all have to get dressed, and we all have those moments of opening a closet full of clothes going, I have nothing to to wear and so taking the guesswork out of that bringing the power of color energy to your life and really just giving you that moment to stand there and go I am worth it oh, that what you said 
everything was powerful. But the biggest piece of that is I am worth it. To get that in a woman's psyche, frequency, vibration, energy, that she is worth it. She is worth it. Um, is huge. It's like, I don't know where it happened, where that is the worthiness factor um, gets so diminished in women. Um, so when you, when for you, when you see a woman discover, she discovers that she's worth it. What are some of the things you notice when she's working you with you and when she understand that seven second, um, what did you, you call it? I love it. The best seven second image, maximize yeah. your best seven seconds. You know, cause studies say, and it's frightening. We've always heard that you have seven seconds to make an impression. Well, studies actually have um, nailed it down to one and four seconds, which is slightly frightening. Um, and we all know that we make an impression of somebody that walks into the room and you could be the most qualified person in the whole room. But if you're not walking the walk and talking the talk, unfortunately we are human beasts. And that is the impression that we're, you know, hardwired to make. Um, exactly. so I, I want to take people away from being behind the eight ball in that. And, you know, you know, when you got dressed in that outfit, you know, you walked in the room going, I got this. You left the house saying, I got this. You know, so I want to give that to you every single day and take the guesswork out of that. Um, so that's really where that that focuses in. And what I see in the women when they when the light bulb goes off is the twinkle in their eye. I think it's even more important when they decide to call me because that's the moment when they mm. say, you know what, it's it's time for me to make a shift, make a change, do something different. Um, so it's they've taken ownership of that at that moment to make that call. And then when we get to work and we get to show them their colors and show them the color that's going to make their eyes twinkle or the hair intensify or whatever that is, or their skin glow, that's really all that we're always looking for. We're always looking for it in makeup as women. It's like, what's going to make my cheeks look rosier? Well, it's as simple as putting on some really good color on your skin and knowing what that has that effect. And then I say at the same time, when I give that to somebody, I know that I'm wearing green today, but you see it now, right? So I'm, I can't really see it other than the fact that I enjoyed putting it on. I love the color energy of it, but now I'm giving you that energy back. So you're feeding off of it. And that's really, it's that, it's that energy exchange that I'm bringing you my energy and I want you to have as much of it as I possibly can give to you. So seeing that twinkle in their eyes, seeing that aha moment, seeing that, oh, I shouldn't be wearing that, you know, or I have a girlfriend who's going to look really good in that. <laughs> so that's that, that's that joy that they've taken the step to give that back to themselves. Okay. So when you just mentioned something I thought and then what popped in my head was just now, the current moment of times that we learn that we are living in is requiring a lot of people to embrace video. Mm -hmm. And just what you said, the, the colors that they're wearing, the, the clothes wearing, everything applies even in your own home, even sitting there on a video. Both of us like right now, but people have their say the same applies because um, people still feel your energy and they still rate those colors still affect people uh, and how you feel, even doing video. And so are you seeing people really having some confusion around that now? And that's another tip that you use to support people in understanding the power to use the video and showing up and people are on Zooms and everything. And um, I, I've been noticing a lot because I've been on quite a few 
and I've seen them or them watch a few people video. And I always intrigued the people who don't take it serious or don't know to take it serious, what they're wearing and how they, their image really does look. Um, even like you said, if they know, if they are the best and they know they're the best, but their image is not reflecting that, you feel that in the video and you're just not interested in what that person has to say. Or at least I'm not. Yeah, no, authenticity. I mean, obviously you can get away with it when you're doing a phone call. You know, you don't have to do that. But any, you know, when you know you're going to an in-person meeting, you put on the suit, you put on the tie, you put on the, you know, the, the blazer for the lady or the cardigan or whatever role you in. But when you get to do it on the telephone, obviously you can do it in your sweats and your casual clothes. Um, but video, I'm seeing both gamuts, you know, definitely a shift to the more casual. And I teach people that you need to show up for that video. Now, mind you, you can have a capsule, uh, a wardrobing capsule where it's the same three white button down shirts or collared shirts for later or polo shirts. And, you know, we're from the waist up for the most part. So but the, it's that mentality of getting dressed and showing up for the other person. Um, you know, so I'm seeing a shift in both of, of where people still have a little bit of a professional wardrobe um, for being on video and the uber casual going, I'm at home, I'm working from home, I'm here, but you can hear it in their voice, you can hear it in their energy, you can hear it in their message, and then you can see it in the productivity. The people that treat, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have a home office where you can shut the door, act like you're going to work get up get dressed as they say girl wash your face you know the title of that book you know get it done and show up bring that same energy because it's a level of respect that you're respecting the other person's time and money and their energy so you know show that you're the ceo walk in that room walk to that video like you are owning that space um and you're giving it back to you as well that is so important. And I just wanted that said because I was just like, because I think people are missing the boat. Um, I think what um, this time is presenting itself to a lot of people is that it sort of has even the playing field in so many ways for so many of us in the in the space. And that since we're all at home, worldwide, planet wide. Um, to use these tools and to care about how you look and how you present yourself is such an important factor to, to go to the next level and to really change the game. So when we come out of this thing, um, well, not yeah, come out of it, but it's already in a shift and a pivot um, to whatever the next chapter and the next levels look like, it puts us in a different place. We can really elevate ourselves at this moment and your image and your worthiness of, of who you are and how you reflect all plays a part into that right now. And it's totally a game changer, totally one. Absolutely. And, and you know, where last year, prior to 
three months ago, um, schools, businesses, organizations were telling everybody, no, we're not equipped for work at home and, um, you know, uh, telecommuting, which I have begged for in multiple jobs previously in the past, because it's like, I could do half of this at home, you know, and, um, but we, they want those, you know, those butts in those seats and the productivity. They think if you're at the office, I've had a couple of jobs where I could pretend that I was being really productive right there in the office. So, you know, moving forward, we're going to have this shift of more people working at home, but you still have to, um, you know, video conferencing isn't for worldwide global mega corporations anymore. You know, it's for you and me and everybody. And it is always what you bring to the table. If you're going to come to the table in that sweatpants mentality, and mind you, I am not delusional. It is rough for a lot of people right now. There's extra kids running around. You may not have a home office. You may be working from the kitchen table and the cat and the dog. I get that. I truly do. I am fortunate where I confiscated this room when we moved into this house to say it's my office with a door because I joke that my car was my office most of the time with running so many kids around um, to different activities that I was always hustling with the purpose. And, and so, you know, the shift is that video's here to stay. And if you're not tapping into the power that you have with it, you are so missing a portion of that be the CEO. And I'm not talking about just entrepreneurs. You know, you can be the CEO of whatever organization you are working for because that is the energy that says, I'm going to get this done and I deserve this for myself. Right. You are so right. And see, I even remember, I'll even go back because after I left the corporate world, I was in direct sales for uh, almost seven years. And even then, um, and I was in a women's organization, direct sales company. Um, so even then the women who decided to play as business women and to work their business as a business, in spite of having children, in spite of all kinds of things that they would figure out a way to, so that they can show up. And you don't know, think about, it, we have 24 hours in our day. There is Sometime in that 24 hours that you can literally, if you're consciously being a leader, determine what time you can figure out to show up professionally and do what you need to do. And I just last summer when we were traveling and stuff, you know, I wasn't at home. I had to do Zoom calls. Um, I did them in my car. I went out and got in the car and did them there and they worked just fine. Um, mm -hmm. But you figure it out. You can't let you know, I just always get a little annoyed when people let the excuses go, you know, come and play. Oh, my kids are home, especially now. I mean, I, you know, like, like you too, I'm, I'm grateful. I don't have a small child anymore. Um, yes, I'm so grateful. <laughs> but even if he was, I would work it out. Right. I would never let him be the excuse why I couldn't do anything. He would be the excuse why I could do it, you know, and that's why I'm like, I get really frustrated sometimes when people use this time now because everybody's home. Like now we're all home. Everybody's home. It doesn't really matter what your situation is. Um, we're all adjusting to it. Even for those that, of us that work from home, there may be some extra family at home. But it's like you still can't let that be your excuse. And I'm like, you, I just hear excuses from a lot of people. And it's like, when is the excuse going to stop? And when are you going to show up? And when are you going to go look in that closet? So here, I want to go back. I want to backpedal a little because I, this is an important factor that I think comes up for you a lot. And I think it should be addressed and give your most fabulous insight about it. Uh, when women go into their closet and they're like, 
I don't have anything to wear. Um, cause I don't have that problem, but that's intentional. Um, and, and from a long time ago, I made that intention, but most people aren't intentional about that. So how do you address women to do that? Because here's the deal. Um, there's somebody with a frowny face on my thing. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm a nerd. Anyway. frowning at not having anything to wear. She will support you in that. Um, but I want you to talk about that thing because really when you go in somebody's closet or you see somebody's work in there, you can go in their closet and you can find plenty, right? I'm sure you can. So what advice can you give somebody to be like, that's just a story that they're saying? Because there really is something in their closet that they can maneuver, at least two or three things they probably could pull out and mix together. Absolutely. Um, right now, a lot of people you're hearing, um, and it's not a new term, but they're shopping their closet. Um, but ultimately, you know, once we get, you know, once we go through the process of getting what your best colors are, and then I open your closet. And so for me, it's very fast. I can pull out the colors that shouldn't be there. So we just eliminate that. Um, but it's, there's always something in your closet. It could be the one outfit that you remember. Oh, every time I wear this, my girlfriend said I look fabulous in it. You know, so obviously you want to analyze that and make sure that it is one of your best colors and and, and hold on to that. Um, what it is more is that you have to be real. You really have to be real with your body shape, be real with what's going to flatter you and be real with what's not working for you. So eliminating, you know, again, start with the foundation of color, eliminate the ones that are no longer in your palette. And granted, if it's a color that you love personally, like I always joke, I love the autumn color palette. I love looking at, you know, cinnamon orange and those beautiful colors. I can't wear them. So I find different ways to wear them and just it, it it all boils down to just being deeply honest with yourself. And if you are ready to make the call to find out what it is that is going to empower you to look your best in certain situations, then you're ready to do the deep dive. And your closet is a psychological rainbow, you know, because there's colors that were drawn to because maybe it was like, I love lime green. I remember I was six years old and box of crayons, grandma's closet and going to town. I can't wear lime green, but I love this color. So there, there's, there's so many emotional attachments to that. And you just have to be ready to do the hard work. Um, oh, I'll fit into that. As soon as I lose those 10 pounds, no, ma'am, sorry, that's gone out of the closet. And when you do lose those 10 pounds, reward yourself with buying something new. Mm. Um, and then I take you, you know, obviously I, I teach people how to consign their items that are in good shape so that that money value and your global footprint is also um, reducing some of the waste. So there's value in your closet emotionally. And there's value in your closet financially. So it's it really is sometimes I joke I should have a degree in psychology and sociology because it's it's an experience to let somebody into your moment right there. Oh my God, yes, I totally get that. I'm a fashion major and so I took a psychology class because it is very their clothes, like all anything in the interior design, fashion design. Psyche. Yes. Total, total, Absolutely. total, total. Absolutely. It really is. And, um, you know, you just, you, you have to come to that moment, let it go, release it. And 
you'll feel the difference. You really, really will. And then the joy of getting to go and shop for new colors that you never knew were available to you. So it really is all the way around an emotional experience. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay, sure. I mean, to the end, but before we go, I would love for you to leave a closing thought before you leave today. I want to let you guys know that, again, we, we've spoke about it, that you are worth it, men and women. This is not doing this type of work. It's not exclusive to women, um, men and women. You're completely worth it. And when you step into the power that you have, when you tap into your God-given talents um, and the energy that you bring to what you love to do, then the sky's the limit and color has energy. Bring it into your life in all different kinds of ways and um, just step into being you. It, there, there's a time to be you and it, it's now. Why not now? Why not now? Why not now? Thank you so much. Shirley, oh my God, I love having you on the show. Thank you for being part of the show today. I'm honored. Thank you for asking me. Okay, bye. Bye, Doris. Well, thank you for joining me for this episode of the new Fabu show. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe so you can automatically get new shows every week. And I love it if you would leave us a, re a review. We are on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. And you can also find us at the new Fabu show podcast.com. I love to hear from you. Come join the conversation online. You'll mostly find me on Facebook and Instagram, but also on Twitter and LinkedIn and YouTube. Just head to newfabuishowpodcast.com. You'll find me there and you will find my why at thefabfactor.com. The New Fabu Show is the elevated, unapologetic permission conversation for women leaders. And I am honored you tuned in today.